Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Oh. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're taking you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Lots of uh, conversation is being had about uh, football and only football. Even during the breaks, nothing but football. You know what I'm curious Football about conversation after hearing Brady's uh, assessment of the the Super Bowl chances, the odds, or winning the divisional odds is what are what what are the Colts? What's their odds now? Have well, they have they gone up or have they gone down? They've gone down. Yeah, they have gone down. Well, they don't have yeah. a quarterback. I mean, unless right. Curtis Painter is you know trying out again. I, yeah, is it, is like it gotta... a significant decline, decrease in what their their chances are? I mean, I just, I, you know, what because because to me, if the odds makers aren't set or decide on how they feel about what Carson Wentz will do for the team that he's going to, then what does that mean for the team that he left? You know, and and that that's where maybe you find the value is if it went down significantly, then okay, maybe. Maybe the Colts undervalued. I mean, is Vegas saying they undervalued Carson Wentz as as their quarterback? Well, let me, let me ask you guys this on on trading away Carson Wentz, and we talked about it. That Frank Reich was his only, you know, he was his the guy real who was, advocate, yeah, the guy like, that believed in him, hundred percent, and and was the guy who was saying, "I would love to bring him here to Indianapolis." Uh, he played his best football while I was there in Philadelphia. I think I can get him back on track, and then they trade him away. Do you think this was more about Frank Wright giving up on him or Jim Irsay? Well, a lot of people are saying that Frank Wright gave up on him, okay. but I think that's misleading. Okay, is it more about Wright or is it more about Irsay? Because this feels like Jim Irsay had a heavy hand in all of this with, with how he was talking about it. Like It just feels like this has got Irsay's name written all over it. I mean, he, he did come out and, and make a statement in regards to – you know, the vac status and all that. The irony to that statement is now it doesn't really matter. No. Right? Like, all those restrictions have been taken off. Um, and so you hope that wasn't the issue um, for a, a bunch of reasons, but you hope it wouldn't be now moving on in the future because it doesn't matter. I, I just I, – unless they get um, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, if they're in the sweepstakes for him, I'm not sure they're going to be better off. Uh, I, I'm just – I'm not. And, and, I, and even if they draft a first-round quarterback, depending on how that looks – uh, I'm not sure how that's going to turn out and they're going to be any better than they were with Carson Wentz. I think they would have been better with Wentz in a second year there in that system. But, I mean, look, and I, I don't know that Frank Reich has the ability to say we're not willing to trade him. It could have been something that was a, above him and maybe he had to sign off on or agree with. But it, it is tough to think that Jim Irsay didn't have a hand in it when, it's, when you're talking about the quarterback position and obviously his influence on the team. 
Uh, I think he even made a song about, you know, the whole yeah, Don did. Max oh, and all that. Wow. And yeah, Carson Wentz, yeah. Leaning on a tree, right? Yeah. Leaning on a vax. Yeah, leading, <laughs> leaning on a vax. Um, Life right. is a mystery. Leaning on a big old tree. You're gonna I need a vax for me. And it has to be with Carson. You're gonna went, di- you're gonna dude, I love how you went into the eighties. You went straight eighties. Because we just did live vet Jesus you're, and it's now in my head. Disrespect his theme song. <laughs> the song is now in my head. Oh my god. I mean, live Bet Jesus' I mean, theme song. Yeah, they, I'm they, sorry. He comes out and he picks a I'm badminton sorry. game in Germany and uh, Are they gonna win? Uh who knows? Uh you know, it's just uh you So know. basically you can Look at live bet Jesus and say, you know what? The bets that he's winning are bets that you'd never really know if he won or lost. Well, anyway. no, Lee Delap's keeping track of this stuff. Brady oh, knows okay. this is all done on the up and up. Oh, he, he's got years oh. of experience. He knows there's no shenanigans. I wish live bet Jesus could tell us yeah, why the like, odds did not move going on for the Washington Commandos when they got Carson Wentz, their quarterback of the future. Okay, who do you guys think, if you were betting right now, and I'll tell you what your payout would be. Who's the next quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts? Oh, gosh. You, you got to pick somebody. That's a, great, that's a great question. It has to be Jimmy G. All right. He's the favorite, plus 350. Okay. So you bet 100, you win 350 if Jimmy Garoppolo's I the— I think uh, it's Baker Mayfield. Oh. Oh, okay. Baker Mayfield. That's spicy. 20 to 1. So okay. you would get paid if Baker Mayfield is the, uh, uh, the next one. starting quarterback. Uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston plus seven fifty. So uh, so seven hundred and fifty dollar you get back if you bet a hundred. Yeah. So so there's Uh, what about old Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, That that seems to be a logical decision. I mean that's the most logical. Can I throw this out there too? Because like there was the report that well yeah he'd he'd want to join Brian Dable in New York and compete with Daniel Jones or eventually maybe get that opportunity. And it makes sense, right? Dable was with him for a year in Buffalo. He's good to know the system. He obviously has has a, a rapport with the head coach. And it would appear Daniel Jones is on the hot seat, even though the New York Giants front office brass has been adamant in defending him and wanting to give him one more year, right? Yeah. If I'm Mitchell Trubisky, though, I don't know that I make this decision solely on the fact that I know the offense and the head coach. I mean, if we're looking at the NFC East as it currently stands, and I said this earlier, like I think the Giants are probably looking at the last place team. Now, I'm with LeVar. I think they could end up winning. It's the NFC East. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I mean, the Eagles were a playoff team last year. We didn't foresee that happening. But if I'm Trubisky, I don't know that I, I want it with my next move and probably my last move and opportunity to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, want to go to a team that – you know, I'm not. I'm probably not going to get first shot at it. It would probably be Daniel Jones. And reason, the reason being why I say that is, you would have traded Daniel Jones then if he's not going to go end up being the starter at the beginning of the season. Like, yeah. what's the point of keeping him on the roster at this point? You've made a huge blunder if he's not the starting quarterback to begin 2022. So you're not even starting right away, and you're competing for reps within that offense. That yeah, you know, but you need chemistry with the guys you're throwing to. If I'm Mitchell Trubisky and his agent. I would be calling up the Colts and saying, this is a great situation for me to come to. You've got a solid team, a good offensive line. You've got some weapons, a running back you can hand off to, takes pressure off you, and a great defense. 
that would make all the sense in the world to me. I don't know where he is on this list as far as odds, but if I was him, that's where I would be trying to look if I'm going to go play next. Yeah, i got to learn a new system, but that's much better suited than me trying to go and wait for my turn. And what happens if the Giants start off 2-7 and seven or 2-5, or 2-6? and five, two and six? Now I've got to cl- dig us out of a hole where I could look like the hero, but I also may be getting a team that the season's halfway over. How many guys ultimately think we could turn it around? Yeah, he's second on the list, uh, plus 450 behind Garoppolo. And also, look, one of the things in Chicago, they never committed to the run. And whenever they did commit to the run, he played better to where, okay, play action, all that stuff. If something broke down, he's, an, he's a good enough athlete, Trubisky was, that he could make plays on his feet. Well, Indianapolis is sitting right there. I mean, if that's an opportunity, I, I, I think that would work. And if you're just looking at, you know, uh, what's around him and looking at, you know, just the situation there and Frank Reich and they're going to they, they've got experience building around. And plus for Frank Reich, he's at a, a different starting quarterback at the start of every single season. He's been in Indianapolis every single even Darius Leonard made comment yesterday on Twitter like, OK, here we go again. Another new starting quarterback. So they've shown that they can have success. Frank Reich's like well, nine games over 500 as a coach. So even the problem that- with that logic is they show that they can have success, but it's not been the success that would be, you know, I guess, appliable or or acceptable for the amount of talent that they have on that team. I mean, but, yeah. their defense is it was one of the tops in in the game. Darius Leonard's one of the top linebackers in the game. Your offense, you're you're boasting one of the top running backs in the game. Uh, you you have some some pretty good you know in Pittman and 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 you know. Ya has been, you know, or Ty has been Ya. Um, Ty has been kind of dealing with injuries off and on, but this is a team that keep in mind that that an old quarterback and Philip Rivers was able to have a, a nice amount of success yeah. with, but they weren't able to take it to that next. The Colts right. have been looking to take it to that next level. Five quarterbacks, I believe. Is it five? We said, yeah. It'll be the sixth season with a new starting quarterback. That's that's just that's you're talking about continuity issues, and that weighs as you saw with the message from from Leonard. That starts to weigh on your team. But if from a Trubisky standpoint, if you're Trubisky and you've got your option between those two because everything else is drying up, like why wouldn't you take Indianapolis over New York? I mean, that might be your best bet. Ten times out of ten, you take that. There's no correlation saying that things are going to drastically change in New York. Like right. there's nothing that says, okay, let me let me attach my way. Even if you had, you know, a nice experience with the new head coach, there's nothing that says this is a good this is a good place to hang my hat. Like it, there's nothing that says that. I, I think the hard thing for the Colts is and, and to Darius Leonard's point is it's like here you go again. And you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. You know, and, and that's where the Colts are right now. Um, trying to go back into either the free agent market or, you know, maybe they look at the draft. But I, I don't, you know, I, again, I'll be curious to see who they'd get, how that would work out. I mean, it'd be a good position from the standpoint that Frank Wright's dealt with it before with Wentz, where, where he's had success there in Philly. But also, there's not a lot of pressure on him. 
you got a running game. you got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, good O-line, defense, all that. And it's not the most difficult division. It's probably the easiest in the AFC. So maybe that does line up to be a better situation for them to draft a quarterback to come in there and, and maybe be the guy for the foreseeable future so they're not dealing with this time and time again. Not to go back on the thing with Wentz, the most interesting thing, and I brought this up before about Philly and, and how they reached the playoffs a year before maybe they thought they were going to, we thought they were going to. Do you remember Pete Carson Wentz? Because you could say it was his MVP year when he was on pace for that, but then he had an injury. Yeah. So it kind of died quick. Like the Pete Carson Wentz in Philly was after three weeks his rookie season. Yeah. They beat Pittsburgh. They went in that early bye. It was Wensylvania, right? Wensylvania. Everyone that announced him, yeah. he was the governor of Wensylvania. Yeah. And that was the peak of it. And it really all went downhill after that fact. And I almost feel like it's in part because, you know, there was just unrealistic expectations of what he was going to be or what they were going to be. And then him helping them get to a spot where they were in a good spot for the playoffs, but then not ultimately winning it. It only made the matter worse. And their roster was loaded. I mean, they won yeah. with a backup quarterback. I mean, they really were a, a super talented team, despite who was playing quarterback. And I, I, I just always felt like he could never shake his backup going in and winning that Super Bowl. He like it just he, he could never seemingly get over that. And then there was stuff about, you know, his personality mixed with, you know, those guys. There was some stuff that came out in Indianapolis. Who knows? Maybe it was Ursay who leaked those reports after the season, but you know, wait, well, we'll see. Uh, you know, Lavar's got a brand new quarterback. You should be happy, man. I don't know why you're so pissed off about it. You why know? is it that I have a brand new quarterback? Washington Commandos. It's your team. I don't know about that. That's Dan Snyder's team. Hey, every time Chuck E. Cheese has a new hire, I'm the one who gets you know. Are you excited? For it. You're yeah, excited of course. For that? You know, okay. handing out jobs. Do you think it, that they will ever change? Little that? Danny isn't it still little Danny. Yeah, little Danny. Danny. <laughs> little Danny. Little Danny's in hiding. Do you do you think that they will ever change Chuck E. Cheese into like I don't know, like is it is it is it considered that that could be like offensive to people so that to rodents to rats yeah I mean it, rats yeah. I mean PETA could get involved you know there are a Mickey lot Mouse. of when I was at Disney it was like this is just disgraceful yeah I mean it's all mouse and or mice and rats everywhere I mean rats are very very different in nature to yeah. mice I mean I'm That's just going to be honest with you yeah you we know? don't experiment on rats we experiment on mice yeah right on our lab tests yeah you know I mean, we don't want to mess with there. rats because yeah. rats are filthy. Well, yeah, they'll probably that's survive what I'm saying. So, anything. Is, would you still be proud of Chuck E. Cheese if they turned into a different representation of what the rodent represents? Oh, I'd have nothing to do with them. You, you'd be out. Yeah, because you were a rat. Yeah. See, and that's how I feel. Okay, good point. There you go. There it is. That's how I feel. Uh, and that concludes- Ever since they changed the name of the team, I've what, been the Washington dis- football team? I yeah. mean, I was displaced long before they changed the name yeah. of the team anyway. You know, I kind of I kind of relate to my time in New York and New Jersey, you know, a little bit more. But, you know, that's uh, – listen, nobody breaks down the Washington Commandos like this show does here. Uh, well, that is, uh, that's how it's done. With little Danny. Uh, it L- is – Little uh, Danny and them. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports <laughs> Radio brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. What is the next big move on the market in the NFL? We will get it from our NFL insider. It's yours right here on FSR. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He is the senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Albert, what's happening? How's your Thursday? It's good. It's good. And I appreciate you guys giving me the week off last week. I uh, I was in I was in rough shape uh, when. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't know if I can. I, I ahead, saw Brady. you. You looked pretty banged up at the combine. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, it, it's a it's a test of endurance for the players, and it was a test of endurance for me too. Uh, yeah. But I made it through, and I'm here now. I mean, well, look. I mean, you're uh, you're talking uh, trades and free agency uh, till the yeah. you know early hours. I mean, it happens. I mean, being a professional, that's part of the job. And I'm thinking, oh, that's not nice. That is not nice. We're not. We don't have the controls here. We're not playing the uh, the pouring of a of a drink. A lot of ice yeah, there. I can't believe that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment on it. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. Um, mm. All right, Albert. Uh, the Carson Wentz trade, uh, since it's the most recent big move uh, in the NFL, uh, is it more of a sign that Frank Reich uh, was giving up, so to speak, on Carson Wentz, or was Jim say over it and said one and done, he's got to go? You know, I, I think as much as anything else, it's sort of a sign of what they want in their quarterback. And, um, you know, the on-field product was okay. Um, you know, and I think what we learned is, like, a lot of what Frank Reich said um, before the year, which was, you know, if things are right around Carson Wentz, he's still okay. Like, and when they were riding Jonathan Taylor through the middle of the season and Taylor was making his MVP run, I, Carson Wentz was mostly fine, um, but when you had to put more on him, when it had to become more about him, that became more of a problem. So, you know, just based on that, would they have gone forward with him for another year uh, based on the way the contract's set up and everything else? Sure. You know, I think it was more the personality and the leadership stuff, and I, I think it's the same stuff that got him in Philly, guys. Um, you know, he just – he has trouble relating to teammates. He, um, you know, when things get bad, he doesn't really have the, I would say, wherewithal to, 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 to get the team pointed in the right direction. And, you know, I, I think there's been an accountability issue over the years, too, with him. And so, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, Frank still likes Carson, I'm sure. But I think for Chris Ballard, um, the general manager, the one who's got his, you know, his finger on the trigger, um, I think as much as anything else, this is sort of about what they've built the last five years, and this is an acknowledgement that Carson Wentz didn't fit into that. And, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. It sort of feels like the ghost of Andrew Luck is still hovering over Indianapolis. Yeah, that, uh, that sure has really created a domino effect with uh... – his surprise absence. How much of a factor did Jim Ursay, you think, play in this, if at all? Uh, just because we knew he was critical of Carson Wentz in regards to his um, vaccination status. Now, yeah. I know that that matters, but do you think that played a factor? I don't know what the vaccination status did, uh, Brady, as much as it was. I, I, maybe that's part of the equation. You know what I mean? Like, again, and like it's just the quarterback is the leader and, and kind of. Um, you know, like what the quarterback means to the team. Now, I'd say that's more Ballard than Ursay. With Ursay, I think it's, you know, I, I think he senses he has a team that's good enough to win right now. You know, and they've been building and building and building, and they've done a lot of things right. And if you look at that roster, you know, guys like Quentin Nelson and, and, and Darius Leonard, 
uh, you know, DeForest Buckner, like those guys that were young or younger um, are now in the prime of their careers. And so I think, you know, for Jim Irsay, he's looking at it, and then he sees young guys like, you know, Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman coming along. You know, they'll get Julian Blackman back next year from injury. Um, and I think he sees a team that's, like, coming into its window right now. And I think what Ursay is doing is sort of pushing a sense of urgency on everybody. Like, this is the time. This is not, like, the, the sort of place where we need to be, you know, taking on reclamation projects or conducting experiments at the most important position of the field. You know, we need to strike right now because the rest of this team is ready to win right now. And I actually agree with him on that. But the problem is – now where do you go? You know, like it sounds good, like offloading Carson Wentz. The next question becomes, now where do you go? And I think you could argue that the options that are in front of them right now, presuming the Texans won't trade Deshaun Watson in the division, I think it's hard to find like a clear upgrade over where they've been over the last three years with Jacoby Brissett, uh, Rivers, and now and now Carson Wentz. Oh, um Brady made a bold prediction at the beginning of the year coming into the season that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> would indeed return to the Green Bay Packers. Um, it was also out there that Russell Wilson would not return back with the Seattle Seahawks. Those things have have happened and have transpired the way that they were foreseen and, and, and predict, predicted. Um, what does this mean for Green Bay? I mean, obviously that's got to be a win to keep keep him there and and what does that mean yeah. for for Seattle allowing uh this situation to progress to where Russell Wilson has now vacated the the, the building in Seattle well I, I'll start with like the kind of my global outlook at this Lavar. like I, I think you look at the two quarterbacks Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and I think Deshaun Watson was a part of this you know last year too um I, I think Rodgers and Wilson looked at what happened in Tampa and looked at the way that that team built around Brady and looked at the way that that team listened to Brady and they, you know, they, 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 they constructed the team with a sense of urgency. They were building on his timeline. Um, they were building an offense that, that, that worked for him and that was going to sort of allow him to maximize his own potential. And I think those guys looked at it and said, give me that. That's what I want. And, you know, I think now more or less, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers both have it. Now, Aaron Rodgers didn't have to change teams to get it. Here's why. It's, if you look at the way the Packers have built over the years, it's been conservative. It's been draft and develop. Over the last 13 months, they've started to mortgage contracts. They've started to create like a two- to three-year window, um, and they're doing things maybe they wouldn't have done four or five years ago um, philosophically to maximize what Aaron Rodgers has left. And so, in a lot of ways, you look at where the Packers are, and like Aaron Rodgers got them to move a lot in the way that they build their team. So, in that way, you know, I think Aaron, in saying, and implicitly saying, I want what Tom Brady has in Tampa, he got it without having to change teams. And I think Russell Wilson has it now, too, you know, because now it's on the Broncos to build around Russell Wilson, um, you know, the, the, the way that he's always wanted a team built around him. You know, I think for Russell, this has been about, you know, seeing where he can take an offense, about all pros, about eventually becoming an all, a Hall of Famer. And there was so much history in Seattle. Um, you know, the way that there was friction between him and the Legion of Boom guys, 
uh, the way the offense was built, the questions he had about the coaches, like all that history was there in Seattle. His entry point in Denver is so much different. He's coming there as the savior, and now they're going to build around him. And now we all get to see if he's capable of being that type of quarterback that can throw for 4,500 yards and be the centerpiece um, to the sort of offense we've seen, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and those sorts of guys pilot over the years. And so he's getting sort of the Tom Brady thing too. So that's what's so interesting about this whole thing, guys. And I know it's a long-winded answer, but I think a lot of guys looked at what Brady accomplished in Tampa last year and what he got in Tampa and having a say in the organization and having them building with urgency and having them build an offense that would get the most out of him individually. So they, they, those guys, I think, all were saying, I want that. And now I think Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers both have it. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Uh, obviously, we're waiting to see uh, what happens with the, the Deshaun Watson stuff tomorrow in court. Um, and so, you know, that's, you know we, we don't have any clarity on that. But what do you think is the next name to move, the next quarterback name to move and land where is who? Um. I mean, my, Jimmy Garoppolo is one that I'm sort of keeping an eye on just because he's interesting just because it's going to take a little bit of a leap of faith um, from, you know, uh, from, from a team here because he's not going to be able to throw yeah. until late June, early July is what they're saying. And, so it's the shoulder. It's not the, the dating the porn stars. You think that's, oh, that's what God. it is? Oh, yeah. well, God. <laughs> I mean, they could be, there could be a relation between them. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the risk? You know? <laughs> there, there are risks. I mean, those, are real, those are real relationships, Brady. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> oh, I, of course uh, they are. I, uh, Can't share no, these days? I, I think it's I think it's the, the the shoulder thing's a real thing for other teams, you know, because you only have them under contract for one more year, and so it really is about the here and the now if you're trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, and um, so you know I, I I know the Niners would like to get a couple second round picks for him, um, and I would have said that that's a that's a tall order that'd be a tall order before I saw what Washington gave up for Carson Wentz. Now it seems more realistic. Um, and so, you know, like, again, like, I think with Jimmy, it's going to be sort of a leap of faith in where his shoulder is. And if you feel good about that, um, then, you know, I, I could see him being sort of the guy to get to you to the next guy somewhere. And so it'll be interesting to see if, you know, the Colts jump in there. I think Carolina is going to kick tires on it. Um, you know, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts call Vegas about Derek Carr. And I don't think it's Josh McDaniel's intention to move Derek Carr at all. But, you know, could you think about the idea of, well, would it make sense if Derek Carr went to Indianapolis and then Jimmy Garoppolo went to Vegas and was reunited with Josh McDaniels there? There are still, like, some moving pieces here. And I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen, but I'm just saying I think some of these calls are going to happen over the next few days. And, again, like, I think the thing with the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, situation is a lot of it's going to boil down to what some of these team doctors maybe say to their coaches, their GMs about where they think Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder is going to be when we get to the summer. All right. Well, my I guess my final question would, would be, and looking at what took place with the Carson Palmer trade. Wentz. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, well, he, Palmer, Wentz, he, I mean, he brought at up this Gooch. point. He Gooch brought up, up earlier. 
Um, um, Aaron Gibson. <laughs> See, it's it's fair. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Gibson. It's, it's fair because Brady brought That's up the great. Brady brought up the porn star, so I could see how Palmer would enter into the conversation. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The board starts threw me off a little bit, too, yeah. Lamar. Yeah, well, that's the whole point, Albert. I, I got to make you a little more frisky like you are at the combine. Oh. You know, when, he's a man of the town. You should see him at, at Pride 47 late <laughs> Come night. Come on now. Jeez. The, the fact that it did not impact their chances of winning anything with the odds makers, how, how are you? how are you kind of interpreting that? Because to me, it's just – it could be. It could go a couple of different ways. They just don't have, as Brady said, not enough information yet. But to me, I, I'm looking at it more so as a team that gets rid of a quarterback after one season, and and yeah. is risking continuity for the sake of going in a different direction because you believe your window of opportunity is now is almost a damning thing. And then now, lo and behold, you have the reputation of the team that he goes to. And we all know that that that's very well documented. I mean, what 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 should people who are rooting for this this Washington team, um, what should they be feeling based off of this trade? I would just tell them to be patient. Um, you know, I again, like I'm surprised it costs that much to get Carson Wentz out of there. If you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have thought, like, if they were able to offload Carson Wentz, it'd be a straight salary dump, you know. And so the fact that the Colts were able to get something of value for him surprised me. Um, you know, that said, I do think Washington's going to be able to offer some things to Carson Wentz that maybe he hasn't had in a while. You know, he's a, a big downfield thrower, and being able to give him somebody like Terry McLaurin to throw to, I think will help. Um, and they do have pieces in place there. Again, it's going to be about not putting the whole thing on him. But why, why I'm saying, LeVar, I think the idea is to be patient here. I don't think they're done. Um, you know, I think this is probably the first of a couple of moves at quarterback. And it wouldn't surprise me if this is the precursor to them maybe drafting somebody in the first round. And Carson Wentz becomes the placeholder um, for whichever rookie that might be. Hmm. Um, I just I have a hard time believing that going into year three, um, you know, for Ron Rivera and, and, and what they've done to build that thing up and kind of um, try to flip the narrative on, on, on who the team is, I have a hard time believing that it's just going to be Carson Wentz and nothing else. I, I do think that they've got another move in the court, at the quarterback position in them. And because of the price tag um, on, on Carson Wentz, because it's going to cost them $27 million to bring him in, you would have to think that move's coming in the draft. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. He is the senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Always kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. Carson Albert, Palmer. Carson Palmer. Albert, we appreciate Palmer. it. Uh, of the Carson, Carson Palmer. I feel, I feel like we covered, a, we, we covered a lot yeah. here. You know. yeah. I'm a fan of Carson Palmer, too, LeVar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Me, too. There it is. Me, too. Yeah. I'm a fan of Carson's. You know. <laughs> Good. You know Carson was, Daly. Albert, you know. Albert there was, it was the porn star thing that it threw you off that much? <laughs> It's just a little bit. I mean, I, I was, uh, I couldn't, like, my, my phone was a little muffled, so there's, like, a lot of laughter, and I was just trying to make trying my to way out. through that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, I think, but I think I recovered okay, right? You're a professional. Yeah. Well, Come on. with us, you know, whatever it is you were assuming would have been safe, Albert. Yeah, you know, whatever it is you heard when you saw her porn star and you you didn't hear everything else, whatever you assumed well, no, like your, said, your response like should have been. Is, that would have been right. My understanding is that was a real relationship for Jimmy, right? Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, they were out. They were eating in public. Yeah, I mean, you know. yeah, I'm a fan of. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, so, like, yeah, like, that who too. Am I, who am I? 
Who am I to judge somebody else's romantic relationship? Agreed. Yeah, everybody Wait, deserves on, someone to love. Hold on. The line you know? of distinctions when you're eating in public, is that what makes it real? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was a nice restaurant. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just assuming if you're willing Mr. to put some, some coin out there for some, some nice food that there there are some feelings. Oh, no. Maybe. I, I think, I think like, like, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm no celebrity, but I think for celebrities, like, taking somebody out in public is a is big important. step, right? Wouldn't it be? Yeah. Sure. You know, if you're if you're if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, like TMZ could be right around the corner, ready to take your of picture. Of course, so, like that's a big step, right? Of yeah. course. Listen, uh, Albert, you're a broadcast professional, all right, and uh, don't let them steer you in a ditch, all right. Uh, There's we, nothing we wrong with being uh, what you are in life. Yeah. Uh, if you're an adult entertainer, if somebody loves you for that, yeah. that's okay. That's uh, fine. Shots out to Jimmy G for showing yeah. her love, and, and she yeah. wasn't a bad looking. And, and she was not out, hard on your eyes and, either, by the way. And shouts out to uh, Albert Breer at Albert Breer that's on Twitter. Right. Uh, always right. good stuff uh, with the great Albert Breer. All right, it is uh, two pros and a cup I'm of Joe. I'm gonna play with myself today. Uh, brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. It's the BQ News as we put a bow on this bad boy next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Check, check, check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one on one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Saturdays. Before we get to uh, the BQ News, uh, we are going to uh, you know let you know that we are brought to you by Indeed. Bracket season is right around the corner for college basketball, and our coverage on Fox Sports Radio is powered by Indeed. Hiring, heating up, Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place, sponsor a post, and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Uh, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com uh, That'll be up shortly uh, and right now, uh, it is time for another edition of this. News. Turn on the news! Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. Alright! Jonas, I should throw this your way. Uh, Jesse Smollett is up for a sentencing today. Uh-oh. So he's up for a potential maximum 15 years. Uh, remember, this is the uh, the Empire star who yeah. uh, made some false accusations, has now been, um, well, he's found guilty of five of those six accounts, uh, disorderly conduct, uh, staging a hate crime, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, he does say that he wants to get he wants to get over with this. He wants to get back into acting and activism uh, post sentencing. So maybe he feels like he's not going to receive that long of a punishment here. Well, hmm. I, I did hear um, that uh, he was uh, trying out for the role of Manti Teo in the uh, documentary about his fake dead girlfriend. Uh, I, I thought he was. 
trying to be the, fi- the girlfriend in the documentary. <laughs> Well, I don't want to go there because I'm sure we would offend. Oh, uh, <laughs> how is that offensive? I'm, I'm just saying. Well, well, it's all the fake. If, if, you do, if you've never existed, oh. you, you yeah. don't. You can't all be the, offended. That's true. All the fake dead people. Actually, this is a great segue into our second story. <laughs> oh. All right. How can you be offended, right? If you're not a real person, how about this? That's correct. Um, a couple claim their hellacious neighbor is installed a mannequin to stare into their bedroom from his loft window. Yes. I this is this has gotten so dicey. The couple actually tried to take their neighbor to court. However, the judge ruled, not really taking this all that seriously, um, that there's there's nothing there's nothing the neighbor did wrong by having a clear glass window that's an openable window. Uh, but yeah, you can see in a photo the mannequin is propped up Constantly staring into their neighbor's bedroom. So he's a voyeur. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, yes, that would be one way of putting it. Okay, so is he like, uh, is he dressed up as like the guy of Pulp Fiction when yeah. he walks it's in on It's actually Zed a Marcellus? blonde mannequin. Uh, there may be other services that yeah. the mannequin's providing when not staring into the loft window. Or the- <laughs> oh. I'm just, I'm throwing uh, it out there. Always has that surprise look. Can you, yeah, blow, well, up, can you blow up mannequins? <laughs> are they blowupable or are I, they just... I, I think they are. Okay. I mean, All right. Okay. Yeah. Can I borrow well, your you card? Uh, I, I'm just saying, I, have you guys ever had any bad neighbors, something where it went to this extent? Uh, no. Not to that extent. Um, I, you know, I mean, uh, is Live Bet Jesus considered a bad neighbor because he lost a badminton game mm. earlier? Uh, oh, he did lose. Yeah, he did lose. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, wow. Uh, you know, Jeez, Live Bet. At least he's not, uh, you know, uh, blown up and staring. Now, could you use that in the carpool lane? I Could mean, I think mannequin? you should be able to. I think I actually read a story before of someone doing that. Yeah, I, you did? Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get away with it. Or maybe it was on Headline or Live. I'm not really sure. Cut, cut no. through traffic. Uh, can you use I did a send you the, the, the photo, by the way. I mean, okay, so if you check the, uh, the group text, you can see the photo of the mannequin. Can you create a group thing with a mannequin? Oh, God, that's creepy. Well, now you feel like the neighbors right now, don't you? Hey, but you know what? Oh my god! Why not? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's kind of weird. What do you mean? Uh, well, what you know, do you mean? that's a woman. <laughs> so many guys. <laughs> now we're done. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com, and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 